0: Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I seriously could not stand the amount of times I said like. Did you cut some out? I cut some of mine and I cut some of yours out. Yeah. And even still. Are you serious? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> it's so weird because you don't think of it when you just talk to people but no. when you're hearing yourself talk. Yeah. Oh my god. Even today when I was talking to Ruby I was like really mindful of how many times I was saying it. Yeah. And I wonder if we're gonna start to get better about it. But then I've also like this week I've been trying to listen to other podcasters to see if they do it. Mm-hmm. And they totally do. I mean, maybe not to the same extent. Um but also I think it's different when you're having a very casual conversation. Yeah, and when you're excited. Like when I get right. excited, I want to just, mm-hmm. blah, like, say yeah. it all, and then yeah. you end up saying the word like a million times. So. But then <laughs> even John Favreau from PodSafe America says like when he's <laughs> like. talking. Yeah. So, and he's a bro from Harvard or whatever. I never noticed it even in my other podcast, though. That w- That's what's crazy. Mm. I didn't really remember saying the word like. Mm -hmm. as much maybe because it was like more of a formal situation yeah because you were more just kind of asking questions instead of just going back and forth right conversationally I guess (sighs) but I cut out a lot of them between the two of us and there's still a lot so no oh god but I don't yeah I don't even know how to stop it unless you just kind of slow down what you're saying and think about it more but, like, I know, like, <laughs> well, like, we are what we are, yeah, whatever, <laughs> if you can deal with it, you can deal with it, if you can't, you can't, so, whatever, yeah, okay, let's start, okay, welcome to Passports and Pizza, a podcast about everything by two carb-loving carry-on-only gals. I'm Laura, a traveler and writer with an appetite for adventure. And I'm Sarah, an artist and food blogger who travels mainly for the food. Join us as we dive into anything and everything that's on our plate slash on our mind. Episode 3. Here we We are. (laughs) We were just saying if you could handle the amount of times we say like in the first two episodes. Yeah. You've really made it. <laughs> yeah, thanks for sticking with us. We're figuring this whole podcast thing out. Yeah, we're just yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Please don't write it in our iTunes review. Some, we're aware. Of we get it. We get it. We'll work on it to an extent, but also this is how people talk. We're talking conversationally. <laughs> if you recorded yourself talking conversationally, yeah. you'd be shocked at the amount of times you were you use that word. Yeah. It is surprising. But it is. But whatever. We're, we're yeah. dealing with it. Okay. So episode three, today we're talking about fitness and wellness, but before we get started, let's do our salty slash sweet of the week. Do you want to go first? Sure. Salty or sweet first? Let's start with salty so we can end on a high note. Okay. My salty for this week is because it's the winter time, which is our kind of slow period at work, and I end up doing a lot more computer work as opposed to etching and stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't listen to podcasts as much when I'm doing the computer work because a lot of times it's more typing things and I have to think about what I'm doing in a different way that doesn't allow for me to pay attention to a podcast the same way, so... This is the problem. When you listen to a million podcasts like I do, I'm way behind. really behind, yeah. <laughs> just totally a first world problem. But yeah, I am so behind on my podcasts and I'm just trying my best to get them in. But the same thing happens to me if I go on vacation for a week. Yeah. I come back and I'm just, I don't, I don't know what to do. I feel do. that way about Instagram sometimes. If I'm like away from Instagram and I open up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen any of this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So That's oh. unfortunate. It is a first world problem, but I know what you mean. <laughs> when I have, like, three episodes on, like, unlistened, mm-hmm. it stresses me out, for sure. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna do my... yeah, I'll do my salty first. So, I pretty, I'm pretty sure that I'm dealing with bed bug PTSD. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> can imagine. Like, okay, so backstory, Luke and I have dealt with bed bugs not once... But twice. Right. And it was both times a roller coaster. The last time was especially bad because we could not get rid of them. We even had it fumigated, we had all sorts of treatments done. Mm-hmm. And we found out later it we were living in half of a house. We're like ninety nine percent sure that they were actually coming from the other side of the oh, house. Yeah. So what can you do if they're just coming in between? Mm-hmm. So anyway, the other day I'm cooking in the kitchen and literally, you know, just minding my own business. I look out the window and I look in the neighbor's backyard and I see like all of their mattresses. Oh no. And a couch and furniture. And I'm just thinking to myself, this is it. Like they have been <laughs> this again. is happening. Yeah. And because it happened from our neighbor's house last time, my blood just ran cold. I was like, oh my God, we're gonna have to deal with this like all over again. I can't mm-hmm. deal. And I I showed Luke and he had the same reaction. He's like, "No way, this isn't happening. Mm-hmm. This can't happen again." Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I've like looked at our bed and seen a little speck of dirt or like a just like a fuzz that's dark, and I yeah. think to myself, "That's a bed bug," and yeah. it's not. And I still feel like I'm <laughs> doing del- even like I'll get out of the shower and I have like one itchy spot. Mm-hmm. I my thought immediately goes, "Do I have bed bugs again?" is this happening? Do I have to deal with this one more time? Mm -hmm. And we don't have bed bugs. Just want to make that clear. But I, I feel like it's a never ending issue that I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my life. So yeah. And I'm I'm really worried about those mattresses out back. Like, what is that? Why would you just toss your mattresses out back? Yeah. I don't know. Well, Thoughts and, yeah. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> I hope you guys don't have to deal with I that can't, for if the third time. If it happens again, like, I don't I don't know what to do. Oh, I hope not. I'm just moved to the middle of the woods. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, my sweet is we just had Valentine's Day week, which Robert and I never make that big of a deal about it, and we don't, we're not gift people, we... Basically, never give each other gifts, even for birthdays and Christmas and stuff. But our um, tradition for Valentine's Day is to order either Domino's or Chinese food, and then just binge watch TV or watch a movie, love it, and chill out, stay in, and you know, don't do anything else for the evening. But Valentine's was was on a Thursday, so we just we're like we'll just do it on Friday. Yeah. So last night we had our Valentine's Day night. So we watched. Um, well, we ordered Domino's. We got Bacon. our classic Bacon Extra <laughs> Pineapple. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we watched Legally Blonde. What a classic. it is so good. That is 18 years old. It still holds old. up. It does. Um, but we watched that because one of our very favorite podcasts, which is called Red All Over, which is actually a Handmaid's Tale right, recap yes, podcast. Yes. Which, if you've watched Handmaid's Tale, I highly recommend this podcast because... I don't know how they do it, but it's very lighthearted and fun, but also smart, and they really talk about all yeah. kinds. They know what they're doing, and yeah, we just think they're so funny. So it always helps to watch an episode of Handmaid's Tale and then listen to the podcast to kind of yeah you know take the edge off, and then you go back in. Um, but they do some recaps of fun movies and stuff. Yeah. So for Valentine's Day. They did a Legally, Legally Blonde, Blonde episode, so we <laughs> thought we've got to rewatch, and then we'll listen to the Have episode. you ever seen Legally Blonde, the musical? No. Have you? Just as delightful. I'm sure it is. Yeah. yeah. They, I mean, the movie still holds up. I watched it maybe a year ago at the beach, maybe. Mm-hmm. Still great. Like yeah. it. There are some movies that haven't aged quite as well. Like some right. of them are problematic. Mm-hmm. You're like, Ooh, it's not. Yeah, but no, that's such a great movie. The thing that surprised me was how many lines from the movie I anticipated. That, <laughs> You're like, I remember this. Yeah, like you could hear it in your head right before it happened, or a scene would start and you would think, oh my gosh, I, I remember this the scene. scene. Yeah. this is so iconic. And we were saying like how. How did we end up watching these movies so much? Was it because we didn't have Netflix and all this stuff? Maybe. That we just watched certain movies like that one in Mean Girls or whatever over and over again? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, we didn't have Netflix, so. Yeah. Because we were saying that we don't feel like newer movies you can become classics the same way. Yeah. Because you don't necessarily watch it over and over you don't buy the DVD and then have it sitting on your shelf and say, "Hey, yeah. let's throw that in." Yeah, you just watch whatever you want to watch because when it's you all have right those there. DVDs, you pull them out mm-hmm. more often, and especially because Netflix is constantly refreshing like new content. Mm-hmm. You don't really go back and rewatch things. Yeah. Plus, there's yeah. the like FOMO of there's so many things to watch right now that Ugh. the thought of rewatching something almost feels silly. I should put my salty next time as. Netflix shamers, because the people who are like, "Oh my God, you haven't watched that." I know. <gasps> I hate those people. <laughs> I know I can be like that sometimes, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, that's a really sweet Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend that. Yeah, for any kind of date night. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't have to be necessarily Valentine's it's Day. Like okay. Netflix and actually chill. Like actually <laughs> just chill. Like yeah. wear sweatpants. Yeah. yeah. not like what the young kids are doing these days Mm -hmm. okay my suite is we booked our tickets for this summer which is are you gonna tell us where you're going yes so we're going to morocco Ooh, we're going to italy (laughs) we're going to northern italy because we've never been more north than bologna Mm -hmm. so we're gonna go we're gonna fly in milan and then we're gonna go to the dolomites so go to what the dolomites I don't know. What that I'll is. show you on Instagram. Okay. But basically it's the Alpine region of Italy. Okay. It's sort of like the Alp it's not the Alps, but it is very like mountainous and beautiful. Yeah. Um and slightly they so apparently most of the town is like half Italian, half German. Mm. So that'll be interesting. It's like a new, other side yeah. of Italy we haven't seen before. Um, but that's really exciting because we'll be outside, it'll be very green, it'll be beautiful weather, and mm. after Morocco's heat, I feel like that'll be a nice break. Mm-hmm. And then finally, we're going to Portugal, where I'm doing my trip for Dame Traveler. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's exciting. I know. So, this time of year always feels really, like, dull and drabby, and mm-hmm. that's the one thing that sort of pulls me through, is, like, planning and getting excited and trying to, like prepare ourselves and try to cook dishes from different countries and stuff and learn more about what we need to do, what we should go see, so booking those was a huge step and it feels super exciting because last summer we were sort of chopped up our summer because of weddings, Mm -hmm. so this summer it finally felt like, oh, we can do whatever we want, we have to end in Portugal because I have the trip I'm hosting, but Mm -hmm. other than that, it was sort of like whatever we wanted to do, so... yeah. That's super exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So should we dive into our topic of discussion? Yes. So our topic for this episode is fitness slash wellness. <laughs> so I think we're going <laughs> to start... Kind of a broad talk- topic, yeah. but... Yeah. So, um... Why don't you start? We're gonna we're gonna start with sharing like our our backgrounds with this sort of stuff. So, okay. how did you start your whole fitness journey? Uh-oh. You're fine. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I grew up as an athlete. I I think my first time playing a sport was actually in second grade. I started what we call biddy basketball. Around what England. is that like a term that's local? I've <laughs> never heard that Bitty basketball. Biddy, yeah, I know. like for women, like young biddies. No, because there was also boys biddy. I don't know why it's called biddy. It's basketball. just for baby baby basketball. I don't know biddy basketball. Wow, yeah, but it was called biddy. Okay, well at least it's not like a. Cause you know they call old ladies biddies, biddies. Yeah, right. I I don't think it's for young young people. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. So, started biddy basketball (laughs) in second grade. (laughs) Minor marks. Yeah, and then I started playing softball in fourth grade because a bunch of my friends were doing it. And then eventually in middle school I started playing field hockey. Um, so by the time I was in high school I was a three sport athlete playing. Field hockey, basketball, and softball every year. So that's fall. That's all year. Right? No, falls field hockey, winters basketball, spring is softball. So you have the summer off. That's pretty much it. Yeah, but in the summer I was doing like pre summer leagues yeah. for basketball and softball and training and stuff. And um, then I ended up in high school. I also did some powerlifting because I actually started weightlifting for as part of my training in seventh grade, which is pretty early. Yeah. But yeah, our basketball program had us, we would go in I think twice a week in the summers, like Tuesdays and Thursdays. We would go into the weight room at seven AM. Whoa. And then in the evenings we would go play basketball. So my summers were always yeah. super busy with training and all that stuff. In um, middle school. Yeah, in That's middle school. Intense. So I mean, but then when we were seniors in high school, our basketball team went to states. So Dang. and plus we had all we had a very large group that had been playing together since elementary school. Yeah. We had I think eleven seniors the year I graduated on our basketball team, which is That's the entire big. team. Yeah. Um so it really we had really great chemistry, but part of what made us good and that our coaches drilled into us was we will be better than the other team if we are stronger than them. Because, you know, if you're in a jump ball situation and you're stronger, you're going to be the one who ends up with the ball in your hands and runs away with it. So I really do think that helped us. But that was so that's why I've always enjoyed weight training because I started it so young. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and then my two best friends and I, the I don't know if the weight trainer just kind of spotted us and thought these girls are really strong they're really good at this, but he recruited us to do powerlifting. So I'm actually a three-time powerlifting champion. <laughs> hey, <yeah. laughs> which I almost put in my two truths and a lie because I was like the there. I think in I there. knew that, but I figured you probably funny did. It's to imagine you doing that as like yeah. a middle schooler or a high school. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was high school, but yeah, it was in tenth grade was when I first did it. There's a picture of me somewhere. I look hulked out, cause, and powerlifting's super weird because you only do it's very one rep burst. at a time. Yeah, you kind of you're almost like on a stage and you do a single rep, but you do it I think three times. Yeah. So then there's something about how much weight you do, and they add it all up and divide it by your body weight. So you want to go high enough that you're getting a high. Wait for that rep, but not too high that you can't do it. Right. Because then, then one of your reps is right, going to be zero. You know? So yeah, I won best female lifter each time I did it, which was only like me and my two friends and then maybe two other women and then all dudes. Um, it's funny though, because powerlifting now is so much more prevalent. I feel like yeah. it's just more prevalent Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think when With we were CrossFit in high school, and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. That whole fitness culture is yeah. definitely more. But it's nuts because I when I think in 10th grade, the first one I did, I deadlifted 235 pounds. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Which makes no sense. And this weight trainer we had was so crazy. We would do box squats where yeah. it's not a full squat, you don't go all the way down. But, you know, we wore the belts around our waist and stuff for support. But he had me maxing out at 300 pounds on a box squat when I was a 10th grader. How much do you think you weighed at that point? I probably weighed like 130. That's freaking crazy. (laughs) That's freaking crazy. So, and looking back now, I've only kind of recently started to realize how much I think being an athlete growing up has affected me and my self-confidence mm-hmm. and also um, that camaraderie with other women that I've always had and being around other women who are strong and doing things that are not always associated with being a woman. Mm-hmm. So since middle school, being someone who's a strong woman, surrounded by other strong women, and then I went to an all-women's college, Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, no wonder I'm a feminist. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and, and feel this way. and But yeah, I think it, do, it does have something to do with having that confidence in yourself. Like when you know that you can physically do something with your body. Yeah, for sure. Then you feel more equipped Capable. to go into the world and do other yes. things that are difficult. For sure. So that's kind of where my background is with it. And then in college, I didn't have any sports, but I would run and go to the gym and try different things. Like I would go to yoga class or Zumba class and try various things just to stay in shape. And I've definitely, from having that history, if I don't stay active, um, I really start to feel it in like my mental health and my mm-hmm. stress levels go up and I feel antsy. And sometimes if I haven't run in a while, I will even have a dream about running. <laughs> and then I realize, oh, wow, I haven't I moved to move. in that way. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, movement in that kind of way and strength training and stuff – is really important to me. So now these days I just do stuff on my own because I don't play any sports or anything yeah. regularly. Yeah. Um, which we'll get into a little bit more later. But what's your background like? Okay, so literally it's taking it's taken me almost 28 years to acknowledge that I enjoy fitness. Because <laughs> in, in high school I was, I was never involved in any intramural sports. I never mm. did anything. Yeah. I was, I like to run when I had um, like anxiety, I would run. Mm -hmm. So at the time, (laughs) at the time I didn't understand that I had like situational anxiety or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I just felt like I had, I just didn't know what to do with myself. And then my mom was like, well, why don't you just go on a run or something? Mm -hmm. And then I would run around our neighborhood, which was really hilly. Mm -hmm. And I remember I had my iPad, my iPod shuffle and I would just run Mm -hmm. around the neighborhood. Was this in high school? Yeah, like high school, freshman, sophomore year, just beginning to be even, I don't even know, just capable of being like, oh, I can move to feel better. Mm -hmm. So in high school, I would go on like these anxiety runs, um, (laughs) which I didn't know that's what they were at the time. But then honestly, when I look back at that time, I was really physical because I was taking... Every single night, like Monday through Sunday, I had either a rehearsal Mm. where I was dancing and I was on my feet and I was being thrown in the air, you know, doing something where I'm doing physical comedy or something. For theater For theater, yeah. And for shows and for musicals. And then I Mm. also took dance classes. Yeah. So, but I never considered myself to be fit or an athlete per se because Mm -hmm. I wasn't involved in, I guess, competitive sports. Mm -hmm. So, um... I was really active in high school. Like, every single day, I was doing something. It Mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily going to the gym, and it wasn't necessarily doing, like, basketball or soccer, Mm -hmm. but I was up on my feet. I was dancing in a show, and if I wasn't in a show, I was in dance classes, or I was doing some kind of acting class. It's very physical. Mm -hmm. So, I was using my body a lot in high school, and then in college, I never worked out. Mm -hmm. Like, ever. Mm -hmm. Um, But, again, I was involved in a lot of shows, so... Did I take dance classes? No. I would occasionally go to the gym with, like, my friends. But it was never... <laughs> it was, like, I guess this is a thing people do. They go to the gym. Mm-hmm. We have the time. I had a friend who was really into, like, Jillian Michaels, like, home mm-hmm. workouts. Mm-hmm. And I, I would, like, occasionally join it and do them with her. Yeah. But I never, ever did fitness, seriously, um, until after college. But basically, um, post-college... I started to Tone It Up, which was a recommendation from you. I'm sure we'll talk about Tone It Up later. Mm-hmm. But um, I started Tone It Up, and it was just like, you know, little 15, 20-minute workouts. And yeah. I like them because when we were traveling, I had all this time, and Luke would go on runs... And I didn't really like to run that much at that time. I was like, oh, it's too hot, sticky. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I would stay in the hotel and I would do these workouts. And I like them because they didn't require much equipment. Right. If, if they're anything, great at all. for traveling. Yeah. yeah. So I was in the room doing their workouts. And by the end of that first summer, I was like, I really like this. Mm-hmm. So I got really involved in that for maybe the first two years after college. And then a year ago, I did a run challenge for myself, which. Um, the joke was like, I want to run 10 minutes without stopping. Yeah. <laughs> because... That's a good place to start from, though. I could... And I knew I could do that. It was mm-hmm. just, like, a, a point to myself. Yeah. Just finish something you start mm-hmm. with fitness. Because yeah. I never really took fitness that seriously. It was always very casually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, basically, it started to become warmer. And then it became, all right, well, now you're going to run outside. And then I started to do, through this app... Um, it's called couch to 5k or something oh yeah I've heard of that now I'm doing um 10k and 21k but basically I realized oh I can run 10 minutes I literally first week I was Mm -hmm. running 5k and this was on a treadmill you were starting starting I hate treadmills Mm -hmm. so much I really don't like running on but if I motivate myself I want to be able to run this amount of mileage or whatever Mm -hmm. it was the only resource I had. So basically I started to do couch to 10k Mm -hmm. and, or 5k at the time. I was like, well, finish that goal. And then by that time I was like, well, maybe I'll run a 5k, finish that. And then I was like, maybe I'll run a 10k, Mm -hmm. finish that. So now every other day, basically I'm running like a 5k to a 10k. Wow. So I kind of like, like what's your speed? I mean, on a good day, Mm -hmm. I love interval, I love interval training, like, so Mm -hmm. much. If I could just, maybe I'll, maybe I will just do that, but, like, I really like short bursts of, like, really high power running. Mm -hmm. But if I'm doing a 5K, like, I'm averaging about nine Mm minutes-ish. That's pretty fast, though. Yeah. It's not super fast, but it's not, you know, I'm I'm never thinking about that, though. I'm just sort of going. You have longer legs than me though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm pretty fast. These short little legs can go pretty fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, cause I've been running since middle school. Cause I, I started running, I think middle school or early high school to stay in shape between seasons. Cause I, I would only have maybe two to three weeks between the time when field hockey ended mm-hmm. up and basketball started. But when you're used to working out for field hockey every day, and yeah. you're going to jump into basketball, those two to three weeks can make a huge difference in how in shape you are. Sure. Yeah. So I started just running every day or every other day for like 20 minutes, and I I slowly started to love it, kind of like you did. Yeah. But I've been running since then, and I run fairly regularly, and I still... I run more like a 10-minute mile, and if... Like, if I'm fast, maybe like end of summer when I've been running a lot, yeah, fastest I'll run for a two to three mile run would be a nine minute mile. But it's usually yeah. 9.30, but you have small legs. What are you supposed to do? Yeah. But I'm, I mean, I'm just, I... I'm honestly not a good runner. I just do it anyway. I know. I'm not a good runner either yeah. by any means. But I do it because I enjoy it. I think the one thing I've yeah. learned to like about it is it's just that time, ta- and it's so cliche, but it is mm-hmm. just that time that I don't have anything to do except just yeah. focus on whatever. meditative. Yeah. And when mm-hmm. I'm running outside, I'm listening to a podcast mm-hmm. or I'm listening to music. Yeah. And I used to only run with like super like trap yeah. music uh-huh. <laughs> because that was the only thing that could possibly motivate me is like that mm-hmm. sort of vibe yeah but now I'm not so much that way I can Mm -hmm. listen to a podcast and I almost got to a routine this fall where by the way where I run now is so beautiful Mm -hmm. I'm I love that aspect of it like Mm -hmm. I'm running by all these old houses and Mm -hmm. if you sort of go on the west end of Lancaster there's these huge mansions that are old yeah it's just sort of like my sort of neighborhood watch me like being like oh this house is coming up and yeah like oh that dog's out you know mm-hmm. so I don't know so I like that time and I just I really liked when it was fall and all the leaves were changing mm-hmm. and the weather's nice and yeah it is I can't wait really to nice for the <laughs> fresh air yeah just to be outside yeah yeah I love that Anyway, That's so we, cool. I sort of talked about my personal routine. So, I, yeah, I try to run a 5K to a 10K every other day. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm, like, kind of pushing myself, like, a monthly goal of how many miles I want to run. So this past mm. month was kind of rough, but I ran, like, 90 miles. Yeah. So I'm hoping maybe, like, 150 this month. We'll see. Cool. Yeah. Well, I usually do – I work out five to six days a week. Um, I'll usually work out three or four days in a row and then take a rest day. Or if I'm feeling super tired, I'll take a rest day or whatever. Um, but I usually do a tone it up workout, which we've already talked about mm-hmm. a little bit, but so there, um, they started out with just a website and YouTube videos, which is how I got started doing them yep. four years ago now. I must have started. You were an early adopter yet again. Yeah, because I converted Kelly and then I got like you and Abby into it. And some other friends have started. Um, But yeah, they're great because they have most of their videos are 15 to 20 minutes. They have some that are longer, some that are shorter. But, man, are they, like... They're so effective and fun. That's why I always say they're fun and effective. Like, if you only have 15 minutes to work out, they Mm -hmm. will get you sweaty. They will work your whole body. They'll get your heart rate up. Yep. You'll feel better when you're done. Um, Also stronger. Yeah. Because I... Before I started toning up, I used to go to the gym after work. And I would um, lift for maybe... Half an hour or something, but I always did like the same machines, Mm -hmm. the same thing, and then I would run or do the elliptical for maybe 20 minutes or something. So I was at the gym for probably about an hour, Mm -hmm. and but I was always doing the same thing, I was just kind of plateauing, I was getting bored, mundane, yeah. And then I started doing Tone It Up, and they were working muscles I had never worked before they also really they're really good at explaining what you're doing and mm-hmm. like why this is a good, you know. Yeah, I also love how they kind of incorporate some yoga mm-hmm. moves into it so it's stretching and balance, but you're also doing toning and strength and cardio. It's like everything mixed together in 20 minutes. Yeah. And it's amazing. So now I work out almost every day, but I only work out for 20 to 30 minutes. That's the best. That's it. And I'm in better shape now. Than when I used to go to the gym for an hour, four or five days a week. Yep. Because I'm working out smarter, which I love. Yeah. Um, so I'm usually either doing a it up workout or maybe if I just want to do some cardio, I'll either run or I'll do dance videos on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and every now and then I'll like do some yoga. I used to go to hot yoga once in a while with our friend Kelly but I haven't been there in a while because it's expensive. Yeah, and it is expensive. Class is like an hour and a half, and honestly, I just don't like it that much. I have to be really in the mood to do yoga, mm-hmm. which is why I like the Tone It Up yoga videos because they're short and they like have you use weights and stuff during certain moves. And other than that, I over the last year and a half, every now and then I go to Pole Fitness classes, which are really fun. Yeah. I haven't been there in probably six months or so. I really need to get back. But that is a super fun class because um well I love it partially because everyone in there is completely different body shapes. Yeah. Everyone's just cheering each other on. There's no shame. We're all basically in our underwear. And it's just super body positive. And the stuff is hard. I, no joke it is so hard yeah. i the first time i went i was so sore afterwards and it was a really weird sore it wasn't like oh i lift my arm and it hurts it was like you open a drawer and it hurts it's yeah. a really weird muscle movement that you get from doing pull but it works your entire body yeah and that class was only 10 bucks hello <laughs> it yeah. was amazing and well, hot you just pay yeah. when you show up it's 10 bucks it's like I think it was, like, a two-hour class or something. That's cool. It's just really fun, and the teacher is so great, too, and she starts with you where you are, just, you know, have you do basic moves. She can help other people wherever they are, mm-hmm. so I love doing that, too. But, yeah, mostly for me, it's yoga. I'm, not yoga. I don't like yoga. <laughs> <And> so, <I'm laughs> running and toned it up. I feel like, yeah, we're going to talk more about stuff that we haven't tried um, before, but... Um, Tone It Up was something that you definitely turned me on to, and I haven't really been doing Tone It Up since I've been spending the time running. The one downside of this whole like running thing I've been doing for the past year is, although I definitely have lost weight Mm -hmm. from just the amount of mileage I've accumulated, Mm -hmm. the one healthy thing it's done for me—I'm getting to my point, I um, promise—is that I don't think about—I used to be so obsessed with calories— yeah. In college, I used to, like, do calorie counter stuff, and mm-hmm. I was really obsessed with that. And I did a mindset change the past year, and I think it really made a difference. I want to count miles. I don't want to mm, count... That's cool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to count calories yeah. or how much fat I've burned or whatever, or how many minutes of fat burn I've done. It, there's a different goal. No, I've run five miles. Yeah. Add that to the count. That's another thing I love about Tone It Up because... They're not about they, weight loss. They are not. Yeah. They don't talk about calories at all. They don't no. believe in calorie counting. They talk about eating real food. Yes. Like, they do talk about nutrition a lot, and, but it's all about fueling your body and being good to your body. Yeah. Um They also never tell you to have cheat days or whatever they have. Or are like, ooh, you're being bad being if bad, you, you have, have to food. make up for something. Yeah. Like, no, they're just... They, they have a very healthy eat. mindset about Yeah, they just nutrition. want you to eat well. And if you go to a birthday party and you have some wine and some cake, then cool. Yeah. Enjoy it and move on with your life. And also, they're super into... It's all about loving your body. Like If you pay attention, Karina and Katrina, the two founders, they never, ever talk negatively about their own or each other's bodies. Never. And also, they're... <laughs> It's a very feminine brand. It's focused on women. Oh, yeah. This is not really for men and it's like, <laughs> at all. I mean, you guys are welcome to yeah, join in. Yeah. Robert sometimes does workouts with me. I mean, they're really hot chicks. Yeah, they're but, super hot. Yeah, um, But they're all about loving your body and working out for you and making time for yourself. And you're not changing your body. Or, like, you're getting stronger for you. You're doing this thing. Completely for yourself to make you feel better. Right. And it's not about looking good in a bikini and getting a man or anything like that. And actually, another big focus of theirs is on female friendship. Yeah. So it's all about women. Yeah. And they recently made um, an app, right? And Mm -hmm. when they started the app, they started to have new trainers other than Mm -hmm. the two main girls. Right. And i have really liked to see that they've started to do more inclusive stuff. Like they will, they will have a curvier girl Mm and like in, in the videos. They're having women of color and different body shapes and stuff. It's not. And also different types of strength too. Yeah. So it's been, they're, Mm -hmm. they're. I mean, this is not sponsored. Yeah, <laughs> just want to throw all that yeah. out there. I honestly <laughs> love them. Yeah, I will always shout them out, and I will, I will always be using them like sporadically. Mm-hmm. Uh, like their YouTube, their YouTube content is never going to be, not one of my go-to things. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, if you don't want to do their app, their YouTube stuff is always free, and then yeah, like I don't use their app. I, I tried it and it just mm-hmm. wasn't my thing, especially I do love the app cuz well they have so many more videos on there, but yes. I always do it on demand. Yeah. Cuz part of what their app is about is you can sign up for a class so you kind of feel like you're going to a class and then you can chat with other people. Yeah, the community who are aspect. In so yeah, they really want that community aspect which honestly, yeah. I'm not in it for that. But um, if you're if you're on the fence about it, like just check out their YouTube videos yeah. and then you can decide whether or not mm-hmm. this is your And then on the app, if you do download the app but don't pay for the subscription, their daily moves every day are free, which is five usually Mm strength-based moves. So maybe if you are someone who does go to a gym, then that could be something that – just to give you something to follow each day. Yeah. Because they do have – and the other thing I love about them is their weekly workout schedule, and that's, like, what helps me decide what I'm doing every day. Yeah. Do you have any favorite workout, like – Gear slash accessories because so. I, I I really don't. It's just a pair of sneakers and headphones. right. So and your treadmill. Yeah, when right. I need to. I hate the treadmill, yeah. but <laughs> but yeah, that's the other thing. Great thing about running if you don't mind running out in the cold or whatever. Yeah. You just need some good sneakers and yep. warm clothes or whatever. Yeah. Um. But then for my toned up stuff, I have my yoga mat, which mm-hmm. I have from Lululemon, which is double sided. So one side is more for actual yoga that you do barefoot and stuff, and the other side is kind of a rubbery texture. So I use that mostly because I have sneakers on. Um, So I use that as my workout space in my living room. And then I have a handful of dumbbells and kettlebells because I love their kettlebell workouts. Yeah, you're all about the kettlebell. I love that. Why do you think that is? I don't know I'm I've I tried I like, tried that I' not no I'm such a Katrina because I love the kettlebells and I love the booty workout
1: <laughs> um, I'm <laughs> such
0: a Katrina <laughs> totally am. Karina's more like yoga. yoga and meditation and arm workouts and I'm like give me the booty and the kettlebell <laughs> I don't know what it is it's like the kettlebell workouts tend to be very they're very combined energetic. The cardio and yeah. the strength at the same time so I think there's something I just like about those moves. Like, I always feel so good after a kettlebell workout. Yeah. But I mainly use my ten and my fifteen pound kettlebells. So you don't need a lot. Yeah. Um. Other than that. Fitbit. You go oh yeah, Fitbit. I got my Fitbit like nine months ago or something. It was I... right before Feast of St. Pizza, right? It, it probably yeah. was because I remember you were saying, "Look, this is like we're I was fat burning. We're in the fat burning." Zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have the Fitbit Alta heart rate yeah. one, which is kind of like, it's the smallest one they have that also tracks your heart rate. Yeah. So that was the main thing I wanted it for, um, partially to help me during my workouts to push myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is really cool. I can tell, you know. What's going on. Yeah. And it helps me see like in the Fitbit app after my workout, because you can track your mm-hmm. workouts on there, but especially with running. It helped me see how, even if I go on a run where I'm walking sometimes, maybe I'm just not feeling it that day or having some pain or something, or, you know, like the high intensity interval training Mm -hmm. where you're doing sprints, but then you walk and sprints and walk, whatever, that it is such a good workout. I can see the way my heart rate goes up and down, but even when I'm walking, I'm still in the cardio or the the fat burning zone. And that kind of interval training is really good for you, so... I because I'm visual and I like seeing. Data, you also love, yeah. You're I all love about the charts data and stuff like that. So yeah, I think for some people it can be a little stress inducing to follow this stuff too much, and you can obsess over it. Yeah, I think a lot of people can go on the darker side, get right. too obsessed. with Because I data. know, like, my mom has the same Fitbit, and she doesn't have it set up to show her her heart rate mm-hmm. every time she looks at it because. It stresses her out to think. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, is my heart rate go too fast right now when I'm at rest or something? Um, But it also tracks my sleep, which I love. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm just kind of like a nerd about that. She likes that. Um, But it it has also pushed me to go for more walks to get my steps in. Yeah. So I'll take Gilmore for. Oh, I gotta be careful not to say it. He might get excited. He's napping Um. right now. (laughs) He knows that word. He knows the Um, word. (laughs) Yeah. So it'll kind of motivate me to take him for a longer one
1: yeah you're like well if
0: i just do another block yeah yeah." and that's the other thing because you can see how when you go for a walk you're in the fat burning zone the entire time yeah so it just kind of shows you how good of a workout just a simple walk can be i freaking love interval training yeah it's the best and i don't know maybe i'm just programmed this way but I, that's what I always did in high school when I would go on my anxiety runs. I would yeah. literally, like, I would run, like, so fast, for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. and then, like, a song would come on, and I would just be like, okay, I'm gonna walk for a song. Yeah. And then I would shuffle, and then it would go mm-hmm. on to the next, you know, yeah. and ever, I don't know why, but, like, even hit workouts and stuff. Yeah. I, I love, love HIIT workouts. Yeah. That's my jam. But I yeah. yeah. We're actually, let's pivot, and let's talk about other things when it comes to, like, wellness. So do you have any, like, self-care thingies that you do? Well, I was thinking... To answer this question that I would describe kind of my ideal wellness, wellness day. day. Okay. Um, well, just like... I, What yeah, does the, wellness mean? What it Like, what do you think wellness is? Because that's such a weird word. It is a weird word. So, what I'm thinking of in my head is what is a perfect day if, if I was hitting all of my check marks of what I need to feel my best. Yeah. So... Yeah. You know, if this was a weekday, let's say, this is how my ideal day would go. And a lot of days I do most of this, but I hardly ever get all of it checked off in one day. But this is my, like, what I'm reaching for. The goal. Yeah. Yeah. So I would wake up at 5 a.m. feeling rested. (laughs) Very important. (laughs) Yeah. Feeling rested, which barely ever happens. Um, And then I make my warm water with lemon. Which I drink while I do a workout. She's no longer a coffee girl, right? Well, I've never been a coffee first thing in the day Oof. person. We're, we're different in that way. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I love drinking warm water with lemon. And I need to knock on wood that um, when I'm drinking lemon water regularly, I don't get sick. That's good. If Robert just had a nasty cold. Yeah. I didn't get it well, at all. I don't, that I, don't immune think system. I don't think I've had a cold in like 2 years. I haven't knocked on one had one yet either. Yeah. Morning. So I I don't know what the magic is of the lemon water, but
1: people it's say supposed to be it's good for digestion.
0: It um helps to wake me up. Yeah, I it, I just I also think it tastes good and it feels good as warm kind of hug in the morning. So I drink that while I do my workout, which is usually tone it up but if this was a true ideal day it would be a summer morning and i would go for a run outside yeah like, during like the sunrise which is the best bonus points if i was at the beach yeah but this is a normal weekday <laughs> this day. is a this is a yeah. wednesday morning yes yeah, a wednesday yeah. morning in, you know february or whatever cuz i think we all would like that but yeah yeah so then start my day with warm lemon water and a workout and then i would eat well Throughout the day, which honestly, I'm still trying to figure out what eating well means for me and my body. Yeah. That's been a journey for you. Yeah. So eating well and then, and like a low stress day, you know, not being irritable or whatever. And then being asleep by 10 PM. Dude. you Try being a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you have no choice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, it's pretty simple. It's. Wake up early, have my lemon water, move my body in the morning first thing, and then eat well and go to bed on time. That sounds pretty much aligned with what my day would be. I definitely would have coffee in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, I am always in bed by 10 on a school night, Mm -hmm. on a regular weeknight. I'm Mm -hmm. in bed by 9.30. Are you like asleep by 10? Yeah. 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 So I, I don't know when this... Started Because my first year, I definitely didn't do this. But basically, what my nightly routine is now is I'll turn my computer... Because I'm working mm-hmm. up until, you know, I never stop. So basically, I close the laptop by 9. Yeah. That's gone. Then I'm allowed to be on my phone until like 9.30, brush my teeth, mm-hmm. do whatever, hang out in bed, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and then I try like by nine thirty to have the phone off, the mm-hmm. alarm set, and then I'm like reading or and half the time as soon as I start reading, it's like I'm yeah. Out. So well, that's the other thing I do is because I'm also usually working on my computer in the evening mm-hmm. for personal stuff like for the blog or whatever. Um, so my thing is at nine, it's. Bedtime, or what I call winding down time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At 9 p.m., I need to stop what I'm doing, and ideally, I would kind of set my alarms, put my phone to bed, like plug it in. Like In the bedroom, no longer on screens, and then i go in the bathroom, do my yep. washing my face, take out my contacts, blah, bitty, blah, blah, which always takes me way longer than it should. And um, that's funny you say that, because Luke always makes fun of me that it takes me two seconds. It takes... Oh, I, Two and seconds. Everyone makes fun of me because <laughs> it takes me half an hour to apparently wash my face and take out my contacts. But I'm always like, I don't know. Stuff, doing this. Then I might talk to Robert and I don't know. It's just stupid. And then I'm brushing my hair. Whatever. And then I get in bed and I have and to read for at least three minutes yeah. just to shut off my brain. Yeah. Because sometimes if I try to go to sleep without reading first, I cannot fall asleep because my brain hasn't transition mm-hmm. into bedtime yep. enough mm-hmm. it's a it's a struggle yeah <laughs> yeah I mean night I love I love a Friday night when it's like I don't have to wake up early but like nothing's really going on I go mm-hmm. to bed when I want to go to bed mm-hmm. but there is an anxiety to go to bed at a certain time mm-hmm. on like weeknights because I know if I'm not asleep yeah. by if I'm not asleep by ten thirty, my next yeah. day is the worst yeah. And my thing, too, is that I need to, because I love my morning workout so much, that's kind of my motivation to sleep time. Yeah, you're to to a morning workout one time. person, yeah. Because when I first started to tone it up, I actually kind of overdid it, and I did not sleep enough. And mm-hmm. I got really sick at the end of that year, and I realized that I was not prioritizing my sleep enough. So now, if I don't fall asleep close enough to 10, I have to tell myself, Sarah, you're not allowed to wake up to work out. Mm-hmm. So, so if you want that workout, you got to have to be yeah. in bed on time. I would work out in the morning if I could, but it's just not reasonable with my schedule. Yeah. You leave your house early in the morning. Yeah. So I'm out the door by 630 at the, at the latest. Yeah. It used to be earlier, um, but I work out. We have an early like dinner, but then I'll digest. And then by six, I'm normally running. Oh. Done by seven ish. Shower, then from 7 to like 9 I'm working or whatever I'm doing. Because the other thing, now that I work out in the morning and I'm becoming an old lady, if I work out after work, I can't fall asleep. Really? Yeah. Which is really funny because when I yeah. used to run in the summers in high school, I used to run right before bed. I what? would run at like well, 10.30 crazy. at night around my neighborhood and then I'd take a shower and go to sleep. If Ugh, I did that now, so I would not be, able to, <laughs> not be able to sleep. A young high school student running around at 1030 yeah. at night in the dark. In suburbia. <laughs> in suburbia. <laughs> but yeah, Living now, on the edge. Um, I sleep better when I work out in the morning. And if I work I mean, out I at get night, it. it actually, it revs me up so much that I, I have trouble falling asleep. I always can't sleep on the days I don't run. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because I just have energy that it's not expelled yeah. I think oh. so it's like bottled up energy mm-hmm. the other thing I think that would be fun is roller derby <laughs> have you ever gone to a game no you should come with us to a game we have friends who yeah. do roller derby I, yeah, yeah I want to go sometime it's it's very empowering I whenever I see like, those girls I'm like dang like I just think I would be good at it have you not met our friend Amanda I don't think I you don't know. know. Maybe not. You have to meet her. She's she's a roller derby girl, <laughs> and I like that they have names that they have for each other. Oh yeah, it's very... almost like a drag name, but it's a roller yes, derby name. yeah. And they were there are like characters too. It's mm-hmm. a, it's like there's a whole yeah. show involved to it. It's I very just think I would be good at it because you probably would. When be When I was really in beast. basketball, the main thing I was good at is boxing people out. Well, then you're made for roller derby. Yeah, that's like literally time, all it is. One time I was um, with our friend Abby. Playing basketball with a bunch of dudes. It was just us and a bunch of dudes. Some guy ran into me and during the game, I didn't budge, and the guy fell over mm-hmm. <laughs> And so I don't I don't know what it is, but I hold um well I have a long torso and short legs and like a big butt. So <laughs> so all my power is like is down there. Body. It's like low to the ground. Yeah. So I think you I probably, would be good. At you should okay. You should come to a game. With us to go uh, see the Dutchland Rollers, that's what they're called. Mm-hmm. And um, you should definitely cu- it's it's fun. It's really yeah. fun. And also, you should talk to Amanda about what it what it's like because she's yeah. she's like she's tough man. But mm-hmm. th- whenever you see that in them and them in their element, it is yeah. all about blocking. Plus, it's a team is, sport, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and they have to. And it's very it's intense. My strength. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw it and I was like, and eh, that is not for me. So, but I could see you enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what do we think is BS in terms of fitness? Okay. I've said this for years and I'm finally so happy to see that the tides have turned. Mm-hmm. I'm a hater on the whole huge, eat a huge breakfast. It's the most important meal of the day situation. Yeah. Well, see... <sighs> So I've been dabbling with intermittent fasting for for digestive reasons. Yes, Um, as mentioned in episode one. But it's also kind of funny because for me, intermittent fasting is just waiting 12 to 14 hours between when I end dinner and when I eat Eat, breakfast. Right. So for me, it has just mean pushing my breakfast back by like an hour or two, maybe more if I can handle it. But it's really hard for me. And this is where... I I don't understand people like you who can wake up and just have some coffee and be fine for hours. I wake up starving. See, that's the thing. I don't. (laughs) And that's why people are like, oh, you need to make sure you're eating a nice, Mm -hmm. full, healthy breakfast when you wake up. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I am not hungry. At all. Why am I forcing food down my body? Mm -hmm. And I feel, and then I felt heavy like all day. Yeah. So I've never eaten breakfast. I think it's probably more, I think if we could adjust this whole eat a good breakfast thing, I think this sentiment should be more, when you get hungry in the first part of your day, make sure you're eating a meal that fuels you. Right. Right because And there are days where when I occasionally yeah. will wake up hungry. Mm-hmm. But I think on those days it's just like by the time I have a cup of coffee, mm. it's gone. And I can't drink so, coffee on an empty stomach. I can't have caffeine at all. Yeah. But also the times I've tried having coffee on an empty stomach, it's way too acidic for me mm-hmm. and makes my stomach hurt. So I, live on I can't an empty do that. Stomach. <laughs> <laughs> In the morning, yeah. at least. And then, that's the thing. You, you used to chronically snack a lot. Like, you used mm-hmm. like, every... And I think yeah. this has to do with me. I don't know if I just have a fast metabolism or what. Or I'm, like, hypoglycemic or something. But, like, I get really hungry every two to three hours. hmm So... A lot of times I go to bed hungry. That's the other thing that's hard for me with the intermittent fasting is I'll be hungry before bed, and wow. I have to tell myself don't eat anything. And then in the morning I wake up still hungry, and I have to wait a couple hours to eat. You're like you can't eat yet. Yeah, and I'm not even eating that late. I eat my breakfast at eight or nine in the morning when I get to work. Mm-hmm. But I get up at five, so I'm spending three to four hours. And by the being point you hungry. get to work, you're plus like, I'm I worked starving. out in the morning. So yeah, sometimes it is really hard for me. But then I have random days where I'm not hungry till ten a.m. So now if that happens, I do just wait to eat. I'm not eating for the sake of eating. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. To each their own. Right. Yeah. But I I what I feels bs for me is eating a big breakfast in the morning. I feel mm-hmm. like eat when you're hungry. That's how I feel. But. Yeah. Also, I just, I'm so over seeing people buy these fitness teas. Oh, yeah. Have you seen those? Aren't they basically just, uh laxatives yes they that's exactly (laughs) what they are to de-bloat you or whatever just like squishes all the water out of your body yeah it literally makes you just poop it literally (laughs) just makes you just like you're immediately in the bathroom i hate seeing and there are celebrities that endorse these fitness teas didn't kim kardashian do that yes like all the kardashians even more people have done it but it's just like we know you're not getting thin from a fitness tea yeah, that's not so, cool. So, and I hate this whole celebrity endorsement of certain like drinks and shakes and mm-hmm. you know, I just I I can't. I can't. So, yeah. If you're selling fitness teas, stop. <laughs> stop. Please please stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, my thing that has that bugs me is especially in the food blogging world, some people can be kind of um forceful about the way that they eat especially with like plant-based only or whatever Mm -hmm. and there don't get me wrong there are plenty of people I follow and love who eat that way and they're not forcing it on anybody I'm all about people talking about the way that they eat and why it works for them but it's when people act like this This is is the only way you should eat or whether it's vegan or vegetarian or plant-based or dairy-free dairy-free or whatever like If there's anything I've learned from my digestive stuff I've been dealing with, it's that there's no diet that works for everybody. You have to find what works for you. You really do. Because I honestly do try to eat plant-based. And before I was dealing with all this, I tried to eat more on the vegetarian side. But with dealing with SIBO and the digestive stuff I've been going through, it's kind of wild because the stuff that bothers my gut the most is really healthy food. <laughs> yeah, what was it you were saying the other day? Is it like um, Brussels like sprouts? Brussels sprouts, broccoli, brown Ugh. rice. Oh, God. And beans? those are the things that are constantly so, yeah. told to you. Like, eat more of these, less exactly. of this. And it's like, well, that doesn't always work. <laughs> yeah, and so um, yeah, because at the time I was, for lunch every day I was having like a salad with beans and pistachios and all this stuff which turns out those are a ton of actual high FODMAP foods, which is what are bad for me right now. Um, So if I was a vegetarian dealing with this, I don't know what I would have done because I've been eating a ton of chicken and white rice. (laughs) And I mean, people... And of course, someone's going to tell you that's horrible for you. Mm -hmm. And the next person's going to be like, that's all I eat. Um, And I'm not happy about about it because... um, Especially like environmentally speaking, yeah, eating I mean, that much meat is not great. But I'm also like, I don't know what else to do right now because all those plant-based proteins are stuff. It's it's gonna make me feel terrible. Yeah, and my body can't handle that right now. So I'm in a stage where I'm slowly working my way back to be able to eat those things more. But also, you mentioned dairy-free. A couple years ago, I went dairy-free for a few months just to try it out because I thought, oh, maybe this will help with, like, You were feeling so weird about... And then it turns out that me going dairy-free wreaked complete havoc on my body. Oh, no. All the things that people complain about that happens to them when they eat dairy happened to me when I cut it out. Yep. And I was kind of in denial about it for a while. And so I was like, you know what? I think all these weird symptoms I'm having Is started because, when I cut out dairy. Right. So then I was like, you know what? I'm going to try putting back in the dairy. And I threw dairy back in my diet hardcore one day. Within two days, my symptoms had cleared up. And you're like, well, yeah. well, well, well. And like <laughs> yeah. gluten-free too. Like people are constantly mm-hmm. saying like, oh, you have to eat gluten-free. It's just yeah. like so much Which better Which I've been for dabbling you. in. And it doesn't always work for everyone. Yeah, it doesn't. And um, the reason I think going dairy-free was bad for me, which I realize now, is because I think I have an issue with, like, almonds and cashews. So when you cut out all the dairy, you're replacing it with all these nut products. And nuts can be really hard to digest and stuff. So it's like I'm actually better off drinking a glass of dairy milk than drinking a glass of almond milk yeah so but at least i know that now because i still try to keep dairy on the dl um but i focus more on having like coconut milk or oat milk or whatever i think what it comes down to is people just have to be in tune with what makes them feel good and what Mm -hmm. makes them feel bad and people need to stop approaching life as this is the only way that you can eat healthy it's like yeah Really, what it comes down to is the only healthy thing is moderation. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. be real. Let's yeah, be, be real. Yeah, be because like, yeah, you know, when I cut out dairy, I was having a ton of nut products, which apparently my body hated. Yeah, and so y- how many times were people telling you have a handful of a uh, mm-hmm. of, of almonds? It's like, yeah. well, actually, that might actually not be don't good for me. me. <laughs> yeah, don't. <laughs> so yeah, my eyes have really been open to how weird different dietary restrictions can be in sensitivities so just be wary of that you know if there's a certain way that, for eating that works for you that's fantastic but I just hate it when people are like you should only be eating plant-based or right vegan or whatever it is you know we all have our reasons for eating what we eat yeah and it's very individualized and stop thinking you know everything <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> listener questions did you have one that you wanted to do i can just pick one just pick one okay um bup, 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 bup. any good new podcasts you've been listening to lately that is from emmy swims on instagram again emily hit us with a lot of questions <laughs> yeah thanks, so emily. um let me open do up my podcast one? yes, yes. ah that's I my favorite <laughs> karen no <laughs> Okay. Oh my gosh. Sorry, I tried to open up the podcast app and it started playing. All right, so I recently fall. Okay, here are some standbys for me. Okay, my favorite murder, Mm-hmm. Natch Butte. Yeah, Fake the Nation. Yeah, Forever Thirty Five. Yeah. Um. I like the Lady Gang. On is the, that line. the one with, let me see the what one girl what from Glee saying. is on that. Yeah, yeah. I tried that one for a little, and then it wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, I don't listen to them every week, but mm-hmm. they're, whatever. I really love Monster. That's a true crime. Okay. Um, right now they're doing it on the, um, Zodiac Killer, which has been really interesting. Okay. Um, Strong Opinions, Loosely Held, is it, mm-hmm. they don't do, like, a weekly thing. They sort of dump it on. I listen to The Daily every single day, Throwing Shade Oh, throwing shade. Up and vanished. Oh, and here's one I just discovered. It's they're not new by any means, but I love them. It's called Who Weekly. You are gonna love Who Weekly. Who like W H O? Like, um sort of like a tabloidy like Oh, I think I've heard of that one. You need to listen to this. They're sort of I mean, their whole thing is, like, the the news you need to know about the celebrities that you don't. It's... uh yeah. It's all about these nobodies, and they'll just cover, like, unimportant pop culture things that happen in a week. And they have a whole <laughs> thing. Is like, are they a who, or are they a them? And, like, who's <laughs> are, like, nobodies that they find interesting. Them's are, like, celebrity elite. Okay. You know? Like, an Angelina Jolie is a them. But... Okay, just subscribe. Rita Ora is a who. <laughs> like, so I can... And it's a, com- it's a very, like, comedic, it's very funny. Mm-hmm. But do you have any podcasts you would recommend? Sure. Well, I will link in the show notes. I yes. have three or four um, posts on my blog, Cake Over Steak, about my favorite yes. podcasts over whole... the years. I pr- I've probably recommended close to 200 podcasts. Yes, she has a So I'll board. link to those if you want to peruse the archives. But I use the app Overcast. Yes. My, is that what you use? No, but um, before I upgraded my phone, I used to use it. Okay. So I've been loving this app, but I just recently created two smart playlists. Oh. So before I just had all my episodes, there's one called All Episodes. It's just whatever Everything. i subscribe yep. to on one big long list. But you can also make smart playlists so that certain podcasts will go in there. Yeah. So lately, because I've been behind on my podcasts... I'm usually in the mindset of either I got to get caught up on my news stuff or it's like the weekend or the evening. I just want my favorite, more fluffy, chatty, whatever ones. And I focus on those. But then if I have, if I'm not sure what I'm in the mood for, everything else kind of falls in between those two. So I made a news one. So when I'm behind, I can just focus on my news episodes and go up the line. And then I made one called Favorites. Which is, like, Throwing Shade, Natch Butte, Forever 35. So let me go through. Because these will... I I think I accidentally kind of made two playlists of my ultimate podcasts That are really important. So, like, for my news stuff, I have The Daily, which is by The New York Times. Yes. Amazing podcast. I normally start my day by listening to The Daily. Yeah. Um, Dumb Gay Politics. (laughs) Which is a really... Weird political podcast. Um, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Let me just say that. Yeah. But I it's find fun. them fun. Yeah. Uh, Fake the Nation, which is amazing. That's more of a it's comedic, like a comedy. political. But the, it's not even always necessarily news, but just like topics and ideas. Or, yeah. You know, articles that they read or something. Um, Hysteria, which is Crooked's um, feminist podcast. Love it or leave it and pod save america yes throwing shade and i also like the waves by slate which is their feminist podcast i heard that um it's pretty good i don't always agree with them on everything but i also think that's good because i like yeah it's good to listen to stuff that you that makes you think be like do i agree with uh, them i'm not sure about that rather right. than just like you know the what do they call it the being in our bubble. Um, yeah. Echo chamber. Yeah. Rather than only listening to stuff. Yeah, that, it's important to listen to things that aren't immediately something you agree with. Yeah, which is also why The Daily is great because that's just it's the just best, news, like, the main headline of the right. day. It's not biased or whatever. And some episodes of theirs have made me very Triggered. <laughs> yes. Um, Triggered. <laughs> yeah, so there's those. And then if I go to my favorites, on there I have... By the book. Have you ever listened to that? Mm -mm. They, um, each episode is about a different self-help book that they live by it for two weeks. Hmm. So one week they cover the book. And it's really fun because they, it's two women and they um, do audio recordings like at home, like throughout their week when they're doing it and their husbands are always in them and stuff. And then the following week is what they call the epilogue. Where they discuss listener feedback about the book or mm-hmm. people who read it, and maybe disagreed with them or whatever. I really love that one. Forever 35. There's Gilmore Guys, which they've been covering. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel recently. So um, I love the Inside Trader Joe's podcast. What is that? Oh my god! Is it Trader Joe's podcast? Yes, it's total (laughs) Trader Joe's propaganda, but I love it anyway. I mean, I mean, I love Trader Joe's to begin with, but this show will make you love them even more. It's a real behind-the-scenes look at the company and how they make their products, and it's Hmm. very personable and very well produced. Then there's my favorite murder. Natch Butte, got your honeys out there. Yep. Um, read all over the Handmaid's Tale podcast. Yep. I mentioned Earlier, I couldn't get into that one. It, it that one's also not for everyone. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like we recently got um, Robert's sister into it, and she's obsessed. So it's one of those things. Yeah. For, same with my favorite murder. And throwing everybody shade. People... throwing shade is really polar. Yeah. <laughs> I I honestly my week is not complete without listening to Brian and Aaron. Oh yeah, they're so that's best. how I feel. But mm-hmm. it's not for everyone. That's okay. Yeah, and then there's also the She Pod, which they've been on hiatus for a while, but their yeah. archives are great to listen to if Come you've back. never heard them before. Um, they're kind of a huge influence, I think, for, for us. For yeah, this podcast, similar vibe, um, and also. Young House Love has a podcast. Yes, I used to listen to theirs. Yeah, yeah. that's all about they make over homes, homes and stuff. Yeah. So, I enjoy them. So that's kind of a lot. Hopefully, Emily. Yeah, something Emily. I out hope that you, I hope helps you out. <laughs> we love podcasts, obviously. So, if you have any favorites, like if you heard us mention one, and you're like, oh my god, she should listen to this. Yes, please, please let us know. We want to know. know. Cool. All right, you rec- go first. Recommendations. <laughs> okay. Um, what did I have? I have this pulled up. Oh, okay. Something that helped us out a lot with planning our trip this summer was Scott's Cheap Flights. Um, So, basically, it's an email service that you set your home um, airport, essentially, Mm -hmm. and... Especially if you're unlimited to when you can take time off, they'll mm-hmm. send you just flash deals. I think I've heard of this. Yes, like I think that. it was recommended on Thread Forever Thirty Five actually. But oh, okay, um, you can set your home. Um, base airport, or Mm -hmm. a couple, because I have it for Philly and Baltimore, Mm -hmm. Um, and it'll just send you flash, like, sales that are going on temporarily, or if there was, like, a glitch in the system, and there's... You should add the Harrisburg airport into that. Yes, because now Harrisburg is starting to open up for more things, which is Mm -hmm. exciting, but um, international flights are off. that's often, like, the biggest expense that you're going to spend on your trip, besides your hotel, Mm -hmm. so um, that has been really helpful, because I've sort of been able to learn more about oh well this airline mm-hmm. has a situation here so you can sort of learn more about how mm-hmm. to sort of i guess hack the system when it yeah. comes to getting your tickets does that include ones that have weird layovers no not always because it'll be like it'll be like 300 round trip direct and it'll, okay. it'll tell you yeah. Like, all the things, including... is like, includes baggage. Like, the headlines will tell you the... Dest- so, if you're, like, I don't know where to go on my next trip. I just want something cheap. Mm-hmm. Like, Scott's Cheap Flights is great. Okay. And they'll email you, like, once a day. So, mm. you can turn it off if, you, if it annoys you, but... Yeah. It's been really helpful. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I should sign up for that. Yeah. Especially if you're, like... More open to when you can take those travels. Mm -hmm. For us, it's a little hard because we only have certain months we can go. Yeah. They'll tell you, February, deal to Belize, $100 round trip. And you're like, what? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I should sign up for that. Yeah. What's your recommendation? My recommendation is a bit of a twofer. Yeah, what are these products you have? Okay, I have products with me. So I recently for christmas got a gift card to anthro anthropology nice and i had actually bought a shirt but then i had to return it cuz i decided it just wasn't working out <laughs> so <laughs> um so i returned it and then i don't know if they recently i feel like they recently started incorporating they, yeah. more beauty and skincare products yes, there yes definitely so, I noticed they had some by this brand, Indie Lee, which I had been wanting to try. Okay. Especially this toner, which I'm going to talk about. So, this brand, Indie Lee, it's really cool. It's a woman owned brand. Um, everything is cruelty free. Everything is vegan except for a few products that have cruelty free beeswax in them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the woman who started it had, I think, brain cancer. She Whoa. had a tumor in her brain. And she was someone who ate organic and did all this stuff, whatever, and when she got cancer, she said to her doctor, like, I don't understand. How did I get this? And he said, well, what what do you put on your skin? And before this, she had never really considered the skincare and the mm-hmm. makeup that she uses. So, basically, she promised herself, if I survive my brain tumor surgery, which she did not have a good chance of surviving, she was going to start a company for wow clean skincare. Mm-hmm. So that's what this brand is. That's cool. Um, I mean, the packaging's really beautiful. Yeah, the packaging's really pretty and sustainable. It's glass bottles, which I really appreciate. It's a pretty color. I want to see. um, Yeah, I think I had heard about them CoQ10. Oh, yeah. So this is... Yeah, Dory from Forever 35 uses that. So she's talked about it, and they probably talked about it on Natch as well. Because listening to these podcasts, you start to, you know... Mm -hmm. You start to really want to dabble in all the skincare stuff even more. Um, So there's also, this is a recommendation within a recommendation, there's a website called Folane, or Folane, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but it's a website that curates their products so everything on there is clean. Yeah, so it's doing all the research work for you. So you can go on there and say, I want a cleanser. And then you know whatever you're buying from there is going to be a clean, clean. product. So Falling has a skin quiz you can take, and then they recommend products for you. So they actually recommended this Indie Lee CoQ10 toner for my skin. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked this up. Like the main ingredients are aloe leaf extract. And hyaluronic acid, which is super hydrating. Yep. Um it has like sage or something in it. It smells really yeah, good. Yeah, it smells good and it has this really beautiful color. Yeah, very beautiful. And also their prices are really good. This bottle, which is big, was I think thirty-two dollars. You're gonna have that for a while. Yeah, and you could easily pay double that for a bottle half this oh, size for sure. in another brand. This this other um facial oil that you have Yeah, too? so I got the CoQ10 toner. And then I got the squalene oil. Well, I've seen squalene oils for like hundreds of yeah. dollars. <laughs> so this bottle, it's smaller than the toner, but this was thirty-four dollars. Yeah, but like and this will last you a long time. Yeah. And the only ingredient is squalene oil, which is comes from olives. Yep. Um, I don't know. But which makes you. sense. You look at an Italian woman, like True. their like skin is just oh flawless, and you're like, I don't get it. Well. Yeah. So I used these products twice over the course of like 24 hours. I swear to God, I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh my God, am I glowing? (laughs) (laughs) Because it happens. It's (laughs) happening. Yeah, this stuff, I don't know, it brings me joy when I use them now. I love seeing them on my counter. They feel nice. They smell good. This quality oil is serious business. And like we were talking about the dry winter air affecting our skin. I use this toner in the squalane oil and it like instantly fixed part of my me, skin. Part of me thinks for my birthday this year, I'm just going to ask for a gift card to like either Sephora or Anthro or mm. something like that. And I'm just going to invest yeah. yeah, in something like skincare related mm-hmm. because I've been listening to those podcasts like But and Forever 35 and they're so informative and I felt mm-hmm. like I've learned a lot about... Yeah, this sort of product would be good for me because XYZ and whatever, but Mm -hmm. this is a really cool product. And I was already using a lot of clean, natural stuff, but I hadn't been using a toner and I feel like that made a difference. I started to use a toner the other day, but it was from Amazon. (laughs) Plus, toners can, they, they're all different kinds of toners. Yep. Some are hydrating. Some some, are not. Some are like, will strip you. Yeah. So, I don't fully understand what the why they're all called toners i don't know either jackie michelle johnson yeah from natch she's come help us um i really want her to have the founder of this company on her show but her story is incredible i mean come on it's amazing plus she loves a woman-owned brand yes she loves cruelty free and vegan products Um, but yeah, I mean, these two products especially, but yeah, I really like them and I highly recommend the brand. So I want to try like their cleansers and stuff now too. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Awesome. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yay. Now I want it. All right. So should we wrap it up for real? Yes. Let's wrap it up for real. Okay. So thanks for joining. If you're loving the podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Every review helps us with that annoying iTunes algorithm that we hate so much, so we really appreciate it. And don't forget to send us your questions about food and travel or anything that we've talked about, or if you have recommendations for us, you know, or just comments, you can reach out to us on Instagram at Passport Pizza Pod, or you can send us an email to hello at passportsandpizza dot com. Or if you want to be really cool, leave us a voicemail at seven one seven Nine six four zero two one five. And I'll even take a note from Forever Thirty Five. Put that number in your phone. Yeah. Make us one of your favorites. So when you're out somewhere and you, you just think, call oh, i should tell them, just give us an old ringle dingle it's as like, Kate says. Hey, <laughs> I just had a best pizza ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Our show notes with all the links and details of all the products and podcasts we listed and everything else that we mentioned, recommendations. Um, can be found on our website, which is www.passportsandpizza.com. And if you want to follow either of us individually, you can follow me, Sarah, at sarah underscore cornelius underscore and that's sarah with no h by the way yes good good note and you can follow me laura at rome and go lightly that's r-o-a-m and go lightly not like city rome but like the verb to rome to rome god we're so confusing (laughs) so yeah let's be friends (laughs) on social media see what we're up to and lastly not (laughs) leastly Last but not least thanks to Lars Brother Will for making our heat music yep and we'll see you on the next episode goodbye goodbye <laughs> yum I know. They also hurt my crotch <laughs> <laughs> wait really